Hi, welcome to Hospitality Live with Rupesh. Each week, we feature an industry leader that will share the latest trends and the best strategies to help you grow. Now, welcome your host, Rupesh Patel. Somebody tell me we're live on the internet. <laughs> live on LinkedIn. Oh, we are. There you go. I see myself on it. All right, there you go, guys. Welcome to the show. Comment and let me know where you're watching from. And this show, which is number 98, I am super excited about. We are officially launching Tammy Gillis's new book, Room to Grow. Super excited about that. Guys, comment let me know where you're watching from. I'm going to put you up on the screen and see where people are watching from. If you're with the Gillis sales team, definitely comment. I know some of you guys are watching. And guys, we're going to talk about how to improve our hotels right now with this book and not leaving sales to chances, right? I love this. All right. Um, Tammy Gillis is going to be on the show soon. And we're giving away, guys, before the end of the show, we're giving away five copies. So you could be the winner of, uh, of Tammy's new book, this book right here. And let's see where we have people watching from. We have people from, um, all right. So we have Toronto in the house, Canada in the house, Ireland, Cleveland, Ormond, uh, North Carolina, uh, let's see, Milwaukee, uh, North Carolina, Bahamas. I love this. Good morning, Davis. Uh, Philippines, Canada. We got a lot of people from Canada. I love Canada. I love Toronto. Um, Ontario, Ottawa. I love all those. I have family up there. Um, we have Texas in the house. Um, Allison, China is in the house. I love it. Uh, Chicago, uh, Raleigh. God, you guys are so fast at typing. Uh, well, guess what, guys? We have India in the house. Listen to this. The most engaging person, I'm going to pick five as this show continues, the most engaging person, the five people that are most engaging with comments, likes, shares, all those things during the show is going to be the winner. So I'm going to be tuning into folks that are uh, that are uh, commenting and looking at those guys. This episode is number 98. We talked about it. We're giving away five copies of Tammy Gillis' new book, Room to Grow, and you're going to learn rock-solid sales strategies, which we all need right now to boost our business. And I feel like a lot of hotels are busy. I mean, we're super busy in Florida, but we can always generate more business, which I love because, you know, hey, September comes around and you're like, what happened to everybody? They went back to school, right? So there are some opportunities where you need to continue that sales cycle through the summer, even when you're busy to get ready for your slow season. So you're gonna learn how to generate more sales right now. Also, we have Sarah Danishi on with the Hospitality Minute. Guys, this episode, and somebody please help me, is sponsored by, there it is, smartguests.com. Uh, with over now, let's see, 45, uh, let's say 4,575 customers nationwide, Smart Guests helps you and your hotel improve operations, um, marketing, if you're looking for more reviews, you have to go to Smart Guests. Somebody put it in the comments, smartguests with an S.com to help you generate uh, those that loyal guest or that happy guest into a loyal guest. Uh, with over 50 tools, Smart Guest has all the stuff that you need to generate and uh, to boost your service scores, which we all need right now. Because I've heard a lot of folks say, hey, our LTR scores, our scores are just in the dumps right now as we're limited with staff guys smart guests will help you uh, with all of those issues with you know tools um all right so every week i talk about a mindset and this week i was going to share one mindset which is a growth mindset which is i love seeing my friends thrive 
which is true, but I wanted to really, to, as I was reading this book, um, I wanted to tell uh, this thing that I just posted this morning. And it is those of us who are attracted to hospitality have a genuine desire to serve and help people. And that is so true. Like you can't be that person joining the industry and not care and not have that genuine desire to help folks, right? If you see somebody stuck or looking like they need help, you're going to be that person that goes above and beyond. And that's part of hospitality. And so that is uh, from the book, uh, Room to Grow. And this is exactly what we're talking about as we continue to bring in people on. And guess what? We're hiring folks and we're not just hiring anybody. We're hiring people that are genuinely you know, um, caring. And that's actually the title and the description in my job ads that I'm looking for, uh, that we're looking for is you have to be a caring person. Right. Um, and that is my mindset this week. Um, I think my buddy Sarah's on Sarah, are you here? Hi, I'm Sarah Dandishi from Ask the Concierge. Every week I'll be sharing the latest hospitality and travel news and updates in a segment we like to call hospitality minutes. What's, What's up, Sam? Good morning. How are you doing? <laughs> doing great. Doing great. Extra awake this morning. So yeah, yeah. Fun and we, guys, we have an, an awesome. Let's maybe we should wait till later. We'll wait. we'll wait. Let's wait. Let's wait. We well, have we something amazing. This is an announcement, but we'll wait on the announcement. Let's wait. I have something super. Or we have something super exciting uh, to announce, and maybe we'll do that. Maybe the next couple of days or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Sarah, should we wait? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. wait, guys. But you have to tune into LinkedIn. Sarah and I and somebody else that's super famous in our industry. Uh, we're going to be doing something that is awesome and we would love for you to join. So tune in to that. That's coming up in the next couple of days. Sarah, what's going on in hospitality right now? <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so if you guys have been following, Oh, really? Thanks for passion. Okay. No, okay. Uh, if you guys have been following along, I actually did talk about this yesterday in my video, but it is so important and so relevant to our industry that I wanted to stress it again. Um, a big uh, survey just kind of came out that basically said that half of hospital half of hospitality workers say that they won't be returning to their old jobs. And I wanted to dive into this a little bit more because there's some interesting stats on here. Joblist did a survey and they found that half of hospitality workers who lost their job during the pandemic said that they weren't really keen on returning to the industry. Now there were a couple of reasons that go into this because obviously we are in the middle of a hiring crisis, so to speak right now. Um, and it's interesting because I do know that there are a lot of people that are looking for jobs as well too, but these are some, some stats to just keep in mind, especially as you are looking for employees. But uh, just over 50% said that they were switching industries in pursuit of a different job setting, while 45% said that they were interested in higher pay. That was a big motivating decision, um, motivating aspect in their decision. 29% said that they wanted to secure better employment benefits. Uh, about 20% said that they were looking for more flexibility and 16% said that they were looking to work remotely. Now, obviously some of those are things that are just totally different, but some of those are things that, you know, as those of us within the hospitality industry, those are maybe changes that, that we can make to our businesses to attract, um, you know, 
different talent as well too. So uh, wanted to go ahead and share that because those are some pretty interesting and sobering stats. Uh, and but there's also constructive. Uh, feedback in that. And I'm all about constructive feedback. Okay. So moving on Marriott, uh, kind of great. Definitely a fan of the Marriott family. They, um, earned a top score on disability on the disability equality index. Um, they actually got a top score for the disability equality index for the second year in the row. And it's been named as one of the best places to work for disability inclusion. Um, what's so great about that, obviously they certainly Marriott is a beacon in the industry, not, not the only company to work for in the industry, but definitely they are, um, you know, leading the charge. And so it's always great to see uh, what they are doing. They've always really made a point to, make their culture a safe and inclusive space for people of any gender, race, sexual orientation, or ability level. So they've won a lot of different awards on this. This was kind of big news. So if you are following that, um, kudos and congratulations to them. And uh, now our final topic, kind of interesting. Remote vacations are on the rise, but not in the way that you think. Okay, so a survey, a recent survey by Vacation Renter found that remote socially distant vacations are on the rise, but it's a little bit different than what you think in the fact that, first of all, more than half of the people that were surveyed actually said that they took a remote getaway. So they by remote getaway, we are talking about staying in a cabin around one to three hours away from home. Now, some people drove a little bit further, four to six hours away, and then most stayed with their partners and their families. But what was interesting is those who actually stayed in a cabin, 83% said that they had no access to internet and they, they opted for that, while 75% said that they went without cell service. And a, a big majority of those people that went off the grid, 83% said that they actually felt better and more at ease and more relaxed without internet or cell service. So uh, pretty interesting. And then, you know, some wanted to spend more time with nature. About 75% wanted to spend more time with nature. 63% were looking for a place that was just quiet and um, and. 60 also just 62.7% were saying that they just wanted to get away from their daily lives and routines. So those are kind of the driving factors of why people were going remote. Uh, so that is it. I will say, by the way, I, uh, I was in Utah a couple weeks ago and I have to say I had a camping glamping excursion, uh, and I had quite a good, a good amount of time without any cell service and it was kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like I do the same when like I just started golfing. Like my friends have been golfing. They're like, "Hey, join us!" So like a few months ago, I joined them playing golf. And really, you can't use your phone because of first of all, you're trying to focus on hitting the ball. Yeah. And um, you know, really focus on the course, and it's quiet, right? Uh, so I feel like these three to four hours where you're playing golf, like you don't have access to a phone, and it actually feels really good. How did it make you feel, Sarah, when you're like? I don't have signal, so I can't even get to it. But even if you have it, like, do you put your phone away for moments? Because I know we're so involved in posting and sharing. And all these things. So I need to find more moments that I do that. I know one of the big things, and uh, Rupesh and I actually happen to be both fans of Orange Theory. Go figure. <laughs> um, but what I love is like that idea of like going to the gym is that I normally am like off of my phone. So if I'm doing a workout, uh, but even that time when I was away, it was like, okay, well, I'm like out here in the middle of Utah. I won't have reception. 
And it just forced me to be more present. So it was great. And by the way, I totally get the golfing thing because I tried golfing for the first time a week and a half ago. And I was like, I took no social media because I was so focused on, I'm like, okay, I got to hit this. Like I got to, I got to do this swing. So. Well, the thing is when you have like four or if you're playing in a set of four people, like they're like, come on, we need to, because there's people behind you like waiting yeah. for, for their turn too. So you can't be like posting and trying to do all these things. Like it's one hole after the other hole after the other hole and you have to just keep going. And so I actually felt good at it. So people are like, it's calming to go to the golf course. I understand that because you're not focused and thinking about all these other things that are in your life that you might be worried about, especially when you're running a business that never closes, exactly. uh, like, the hotel, like the hotel business, and you might get calls all the time or you're on social media, right? So I, it felt good. Yeah. Um, Sarah, it's always a pleasure. I can't wait to announce what we got going on in the next couple of days. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you guys can find me anywhere online. My my brand handle is Ask a Concierge. My website, askaconcierge.tv or connect with me on LinkedIn at Sarah Dandeshi. Absolutely. Guys, if you love Sarah, hit the like button and <laughs> please connect with her on every channel, including uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, Definitely YouTube, all these different channels. She's also on Twitter. Um, she's everywhere, guys. We're going to be announcing something amazing in the next couple of days. Stay tuned. Sarah, Woo! we'll talk to you next week. Yes, you will. Bye. <laughs> Bye. All right. So now we're talking about episode number 98. We're officially launching Tammy Gillis's book, Room to Grow, Not Leaving Sales to Chance. Let's bring her on. She's no... Uh, there. You're not a stranger to the show. You've been on plenty of times, uh, Tammy. Hey, Rapash. Good morning. Great to see you. Congratulations on the new book. I'm super excited. I'm so happy. I got it a couple of days ago and I am reading through it. And I actually um, shared your mindset this morning where you have to genuinely care about hospitality if you're joining this industry. And I'm super excited to talk about your book. Uh, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. And I'm going to try to match your level of energy. I did not get up at 4.30 and go to the gym this morning, but I do have some Timmy's in my cup here. So I'm going to try to match you toe to toe. So for the folks that don't know, one of my top favorite coffee companies in the world is Tim Hortons. And they're based out of Canada. And I have to like, when I, the first thing I do when I get off the plane, when I'm land anywhere in Canada is go directly to Tim Hortons. And I'm not sure if anybody else loves Tim Hortons like I do. Uh, comment and let me know if you do, but we love it. And it's a different uh, taste. And, and I love the dark brew. How about you, Tammy? Yeah, I love the dark roast. And I'll be hooking you up with some K-Cups at Ahoa. Yes. yes. I'll pack we'll them in my suitcase. So, so Tammy and I are going to finally see each other or meet each other in person, I think think. Is that correct? Yeah. We, well, we met maybe 10 years ago, very, very briefly at Ahoa. Very, very briefly. But this is, yeah, I feel like I know you because we've been connecting on this show for the past 14 months. Same, same. All right. Let's talk about your, uh, your book, Room to Grow. What inspired you to write this book? Yeah. So that, that's a great question. I think when the world stopped traveling 14 months ago and I wasn't traveling 50% of the time on planes every week. I really had time to sit down and think, you know, what does our industry need to help in its recovery? How can I contribute? I've been doing this a long time and I felt um, a couple of things. It's going to take a village 
for us to come back from this pandemic. And Rapesh, you've been doing an incredible job this past year giving back. And this is this is my part to help our industry get back on its get back on its feet. And quite frankly, I didn't have the time before, but when you're not traveling, it's amazing when you start writing how it just comes flowing out of you after 28 years of being in this business. And the crazy thing is, a year ago when I hired our publishing company. They said it's going to take a year to bring this to market. I thought, oh, the pandemic's going to be over. I'm going to miss our window. And here we are a year later, still figuring this out, getting out of recovery. So the timing is great. We need to elevate the sales profession and we need to come out of this pandemic ready to hustle and ready to look for business. Yeah. And for me and many folks, and you've heard it, you've seen it all over the place for the folks that are watching. And by the way, we're giving away five copies of Tammy's book today before the end of the show. So the most engaging person, uh, the top five engaging people that are uh, commenting and hitting the like button a bunch of times throughout the show, Tammy, we're going to pick them. Uh, now, through this past year and a half, uh, we've had, I know so many people that are DOSs in the sales department kind of just get furloughed or they lost their job. And now slowly hotels are coming back to say, hey, listen, um, instead of working operations, you might be working the front desk because I know so many sales people that were working the front desk, cleaning rooms. And if you guys that are listening were one of those, hit the comment and let us know because you, you're not the only person doing that. And Tammy, you've heard that story thousand times in the past year and a half uh, where they weren't just doing sales, but they were doing other things to support themselves and the hotel and the team. Yeah, you're hundred percent right. So there's a few different scenarios, right? There were, there were hotels that had to immediately let go all their sales teams. Some who kept their DOS or maybe kept part of their team, but had to repurpose them to operations. Yeah. And, you know, I, I spoke with the director of sales a couple months ago and, and she's putting 50 hours in at the front desk she's exhausted. Now the front desk is frontline sales. We'll talk more about that later, but that's a reality that our industry is in. And so we have to be rethinking, you know, what is our sales strategy moving forward? How do we retool? How do we re-inspire twofold? The folks that were furloughed that hopefully are coming back to the industry, but after Sarah's stat, um, it doesn't look too encouraging. But secondly, what about the people who stayed and are exhausted? What are we doing to re-energize them, get them ready for the recovery? Um, that, that's a big concern and it's a focus that owners and GMs have to start thinking about. Yeah, yeah, and, it's, and, and the, the timing of this book is perfect because you know, we're now seeing hotels pick back up, but you know, it's, this isn't gonna last forever where you know, there's that what do we call it? The um, the folks that are just ready to travel. What did you say earlier? Oh, I forgot what you said. Where the pent up like, demand for, pen, for yeah, travel. the pent up demand it, that's not going to last forever. You know, there is going to be that slow period of that season where things are slow. And I think this book is perfect timing for then and now. It's so sales doesn't just happen when you're slow, but it starts the process and the connections and all those things that uh, happen during the busy times too, right? Yeah, I often say sales is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And hotels, and I say this respectfully because I know they're in the weeds every day, but they 
they get busy in the summer and and this summer is a bit unusual it's our second summer in this pandemic and because hotels are doing better they're thinking hey i've got the, you know the cash registers ringing maybe i don't need sales um i had somebody ask me yesterday actually how do i keep my salesperson busy when i'm busy this summer and i said your salesperson is building for q4 in 2022 they're not they're not you know calling clients today who are checking in next week. And sales isn't this stop and start approach that you only deploy during an economic downturn, right? It yeah. needs to be steady, slow and steady wins the race. And it's not something you think about just because you're in a pandemic or you're in an economic uh, recession. So now is the time to be thinking about Q4 in 2022. Uh, for folks that have are rebuilding their entire team, what are some strategies that you can share that they can build back their sales team now because they see business coming in? Like what are some strategies that you see that you can, they can start thinking about? Yeah, so really great question. And there's, there's a few suggestions. First of all, we need to take a step back and say, what kind of, what kind of market are you in? What kind of hotel do you have? So are you in a tier one market, a secondary market, a tertiary market? Are you a full service property? Are you a select service mid-scale hotel? And what are the demand generators in your backyard? So pre-COVID, what were those demand generators that you didn't have to look too hard to find business, right? The phones were ringing, leads were coming in. We had lots of groups. We had conventions, corporate travel. And we, we took it for granted. So you need to reevaluate your sales strategy and then determine what kind of sales team do I need? So if you're a full service hotel, you probably cannot bring back that six person sales team right now because all those market segments aren't back. So you have to determine, do I need a hunter or do I need a farmer? Maybe you need a little bit of both. And you have to identify what was working before the pandemic. Where were you losing money? Where were your blind spots? And then gradually rebuild your sales team. So for example, we had a lot of order takers. If you came into this industry over that 10 year period where hotels were making a lot of money for a GM or owner or salesperson, if that is your only context and reference point, you've perhaps never experienced selling or running a hotel in an economic downturn. Mm -hmm. So what you needed 10 years ago and what the customer needed 10 years ago is not what's going to lead you in recovery. And there's a lot of people who have never sold in this environment. They don't have the experience and they were simply order taking because we were, we were very lucky to have so many demand generators. Yeah. Yeah. And so the customers aren't buying what you're selling. And, and it is a term that you- I love it, know, my favorite known for. Um, what does that mean? They're not buying what you're selling. Like I'm trying to sell a hotel room. I'm trying to sell banquet space. I'm trying to sell my restaurant, kind of a package deal. And what does that mean? They're not buying what you're selling. Yeah, it, it, it's such a mindset shift. So in order to recover from this and to get out and out hustle your comp set, it's not just about shifting and elevating your skill set. It's about changing your mindset. And it's a subtle shift. So what I mean by that is we are not selling rates, dates, and space. That does not differentiate you from the competition. 
We are not selling rooms. We're not selling free parking and Wi-Fi and breakfast. We are selling what that enables the customer to do. But what ends up happening, sadly, and it happened over the 10 years when we had great business, is we end up pitch slapping our clients. And I say that with a P. Pitch, pitch slapping. Pitch slapping our clients, right? Okay. So we're walking around with our virtual brochures. We're selling rate states and space. And we're not putting any meat on the bones. We're not leading with any value propositions. So in the book, I talk about three or four different customer types. So imagine talking to a general contractor who's looking for rooms for his crew, working 14 hours a day. That is a very different value proposition than a procurement manager of a global travel company trying to reduce their travel spend and you know choosing a hotel that's close to the office, is safe, or a sports director of a major tournament that is looking for rooms for their team. If we keep approaching sales with this generic approach, we are going to sound like every other salesperson out there. So the key in resetting and elevating, figure out what problems you solve for each customer. But here's the challenge. I don't know about you, Rapesh, but I've never been a general contractor. I've never been a procurement manager. I've never been a you know swim team coach. So we don't talk their language. We talk our language, the banquet space, the rooms, the Wi-Fi. But that is a means to an end. We need to have business conversations and speak their language. That's how you rise above the noise and not sound like everyone else in your comp set. Right. And it's funny, last year, at the beginning of the pandemic, we had you on the show because people were freaking out like, oh my God, I just lost all this business. I lost this group. I'm canceling groups. And last year you shared that they should, you know, I hate the word pivot, but pivot towards another type of business. And you said, hey, if you're a business hotel, maybe you reach out to this other segment that you never thought about or you never targeted before. And so now is it the reverse? Now you're trying to go back to getting some of that business as uh, businesses are opening up and they're doing in-person events. Like, do you slowly transition? How do you do that for salespeople that are now only getting the, you know, the blue collar workers, or maybe they could turn their entire hotel into, you know, the medical or the construction business. And now you're like, I need to flip the switch again or flip the business again. Is this the time or how do you know when the right time is? The time is now for sure. And hopefully for sales folks and, and GMs who have, have not been furloughed and who have time in between cleaning rooms and checking in guests, Yes, the past year has all been about those essential workers. And thank goodness, because that blue collar, gray collar segment kept the lights on for so many hotels. But in parallel, we should not have ignored our existing customers. So if, if you take nothing away from, from today's session, if you don't have a strategy to protect your existing customers, and I mean existing pre-COVID, and even the folks that stayed with you during the pandemic, that is where you are most vulnerable. And if you have a scrappier comp set that has a sales team, that's kept their sales team, they're going after your lunch. So hopefully your sales strategy hasn't been just heads and beds for this month and next month, but absolutely based on those demand generators, reach out to all those canceled groups. 
reach out to the lost business, perhaps that your comp set was awarded, but then was likely canceled over the pandemic because everything's fair game. Go after their business because you know they're going after your business. Yeah. But have a strategy to start engaging and re-engaging because none of our crystal balls have been working the past 14 months and we need to have conversations to to be aware of the buying signals who's coming back we'll talk about front desk and how they're the eyes and ears of the hotel Mm -hmm. but we need to follow the breadcrumbs and look for those buying signals to see who's returning and why that is how you out hustle but if we are knee deep in operations still cleaning rooms and figuring out is now a good time to bring back sales you are going to be behind the eight ball without question. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and it, and we were talking prior to the sh- to show, I said, how many times do, um, does a person need to reach out to people? And you said a, a staggering number, which in the past you're like, oh, I'll call, I'll call this person four times and hope to get their business today. That number is 18 dials to get their business, to get actually get real business in booked business which is crazy. So calling a group or a business 18 times to get their business, um, is that weird or is that like the reality of what's happening today? Yeah, so that's a really interesting stat that came out from HubSpot over COVID. So this is a COVID number that it's taking 18 dials for a salesperson to connect with a decision maker. Once, you know, look at our reality. Our clients and our prospects are in the same boat. People have been furloughed. They're doing five different jobs. They're working from home. They are not going to return a call from a salesperson who's been pitch slapping them. I can tell you that. You're going to be the first voicemail deleted, the first email deleted. So if you're not relevant, if you're not communicating in a way that speaks their language and why they should give up some of their time, yeah, it's going to take you that many many dials. Here's the interesting thing. It, It can take you know, five to 12 different points of interaction to get the business, 90% of salespeople stop after three attempts. What a huge opportunity because I'm an optimist. I'm not saying find nine other ways to annoy the heck out of them and leave annoying voicemail messages and emails. It means over the course of several months or a year, what's going on in their industry that could be driving travel, perhaps a comp set that GM was fired they had a service in issue. That's a great signal to go in and re-engage that buyer. Again, sales is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And our industry wants instant gratification. You're not going to get it from sales. You might get it from a revenue management perspective where you're going to run a promotion or list your rates on an opaque site. And then in the next 24 hours, you see an uptake on rooms. We are building, sales is building the funnel for medium to long-term growth. I love that you said 18 dials or at least five to 12 to at least interact with somebody. And it's the same thing with hiring. So you're talking about other departments. I was saying the same thing yesterday to somebody. They, they said we had a hiring manager for um, for housekeeping at, at a hotel. And they said we've we've had 12 people scheduled and nobody showed up. And... And I said, yeah, that is the case. But here's the thing that we do on our side is let's say tomorrow you schedule for the next day, right? For for 
somebody. And this could be for sales too. And I love that we could do this is, hey, if you're hiring somebody and you have a list of people that are going to come in tomorrow and you, they're scheduled from like nine o'clock in the morning to like two o'clock in the afternoon, coming in every 30 minutes, call them that night, say, hey, I just want to confirm our, our, our meeting for tomorrow. And then the next morning, message them or call them again. And that's what you're talking about. It's not just one time and they're going to, they're going to show up. Very true. Very it's, true. Baby, it's kind of babysitting the whole process of sales or any part of your hotel. And this is a reality of, I think today's, um, of today's world in hospitality is in sales, you got to keep it going in any department. You have to keep it going. And that communication I think is going to be super uh, effective. If you take these actions as far as don't give up after after the first three calls, right, Tammy? Yeah, and you're right. From a, a retention and an attraction uh, and getting new talent, we have to treat it like sales because we were under the impression, because millions of people were let go over the pandemic, that it was going to be an employer's market. We are sadly mistaken. People have had 14 months to figure out that we might not be the only game in town. And I'm going to say something that might be controversial. We've lost our, our luster as an employer of choice. So people who were furloughed, depending how they were treated when they were furloughed, people who stayed and risked their own safety, who worked all those hours, who are exhausted. I mean, think of the pent up demand these travelers have We've been in lockdown. They finally get to go to a hotel, take their family, and they're being met by exhausted frontline people yeah. who are understaffed. When I joined hospitality, you know, 28 years ago, you bragged about being in this business. You had cachet to say that you were choosing a career. And I still believe that. I've, I've been very fortunate to have an amazing career but we need to be showing up in a different way. So if you're trying to recruit new people, your culture will be your biggest differentiator. Relook at that job description. It should sound very different in terms of, it can't look and sound like everyone else in your comp set because people are going to choose you as an employer, not just for the hourly wage, but your reputation. They're gonna go on Glassdoor. They're gonna talk to people who've worked for you. People have a choice. People have a choice, just like, you know, clients have a choice. This has been an amazing conversation, guys. Hit the like button and comment if you've loved the episode so far. And I've written down a bunch of things all over, like different pieces of paper uh, of what you're sharing. And this is a reality of sales and hotels today. And we're launching today Tammy's a book, Room to Grow. And it's not leaving sales to chance. And that's the title, guys. I want you to go out, everybody go out and buy it on Amazon. And before we let you go, I know there's a bunch of other things we could talk about. Chapter eight says everybody is in sales. What does that mean? And, um, and you know, the pastor like, hey, the front desk, if you get a call, uh, here's an intake form, fill it out and send it to us or email it to us. And what does that mean? Is it just the front desk? What has changed now when everybody's in sales at where, you know, as we talk about post pandemic or getting through the end of pandemic? Yeah, you know, I've been talking about this for decades that everybody's in sales, not just those with a job description with sales in the title. It is about building a sales culture and a culture of sales and service. 
And the reason this is critical, again, we got away with a lot during the past 10 years. We got away with being sloppy. We got away with high turnover because business was there. Now we have to bring our A game. Businesses rise to the top when times are tough. It's easy when you're making money to throw headcount and, and dollars to make problems go away. You know, the folks that survive are the ones that are going to take a step back and rethink of how they're going to do things. So one of them that you do have control over is look at all of your departments, look at front desk, look at housekeeping and maintenance, look at your sales department, look at your outlets. If, if you're a hotel that has food and beverage outlets, what is in their job description? And I don't mean checking people in and out. I don't mean cleaning rooms. What are ways that they can be selling the hotel from a sales and a service perspective? So I encourage everybody to take a step back, look at your standard operating procedures. And if you can, in the book, there's a visual with the customer at the center of all interactions. Where are your weak spots? Where, you know, do a SWOT analysis. Where are you leaking money? Go back and look at your standard operating procedures and don't just write a memo and say, this is your job and stick it onto a billboard. You need to train and coach and model what good looks like. If you are an owner general manager that is only concerned about labor costs and operations and cutting corners, what are you modeling to your team? If you are inspiring them to qualify people at the front desk, those hotels, you know, I, I'd be interested in the folks that are listening, Rapesh, a lot of hotels we talk to and that we support are over-indexing on OTA reservations. You should not have a single guest leave the hotel without knowing what company they're with and what brings them to town. That front desk, they are lead catchers. And then how can you give those leads to night audit? Because as a GM and owner, you don't have the time and say, guess what? You've got eight hours and I know you have to run the audit. These 10 arrivals, these 10 leads, you're going to jump on LinkedIn. You're going to jump on their website. You're going to find me a decision maker. You're going to shop, call the comp set, find out what rates are paying. You have an opportunity as GMs and owners to build an army of salespeople to out hustle your comp set and to be scrappy. And you've always had that opportunity but perhaps you were paying the bills and revenue was coming in the doors. Yeah. So now is an amazing time to elevate your game and for sales to have an equal seat at the table as operations. That is critical. This is not a tactic that you only deploy during a pandemic or a recession. Right, right. And this is all so true. Tammy, it's been such a pleasure. You've driven $12 million in extra revenue in room in revenue for hotels in 2020 uh, to, you know, to your customers. Uh, tell us, and before we get to the book and who the winners are, tell us uh, what Gillis Sales done. What do you guys do for hotels? Because, you know, you've driven $12 million in, in a pandemic to hotels. That's a lot of money. And I would love to get some of that money generated for our <laughs> hotel, Tammy. Uh, yeah. Share what you do and share what Gillis uh, does uh, as you support all of North America. Yeah, thank you for that question. So our mission is to make sales accessible 
and achievable to all hotels. Just because you might be, you know, a select service hotel in a secondary market doesn't mean that you can't have sales, you can't be successful. So that was really the reason I started this company eight years ago. So whether we train you how to do it, we, you know, we are a sales training organization. The book supports you with some great sales tools. We also have a remote sales program called Dynamic Sales Solution, where we are your remote sales team. We support all brands and support over 200 hotels across North America. So the data that you referenced, Rapesh, last year in a pandemic, our hotels, we had an incredible retention rate of the hotels that stayed with us and continued to trust us when they were looking at every line item in their budget. We drove $12 million in revenue to, to our hotel portfolio. And even Q1 of this year, as we're following those breadcrumbs, our hotels realized a 9x return on investment. And we realized a 98% retention rate. And these are, these are clients who are saying, what expenses do I need to cut? Um, and what expenses do I need to continue to invest in? So sales is a grind and it's not a set it and forget it. And, and our team, I would say, I would put them up against the best. We have an elite sales team that's living this pandemic every single day looking for business. And it is a grind and it's not for everybody. So as you bring back your sales teams, make sure you are bringing the right people and putting them in the right seat. If you're looking for a hunter, don't have that person who is a really great order taker that loves relationships and loves all that detailing. That is not going to be a fit with his or her skill set. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, guys, go to Gillis Sales right now. Bookmark this. And if you need help, um, if you don't have a sales team, if you've never had a sales team, this is your opportunity to get more business in. And their team, Tammy and her team, they're creative on getting business. They have the tools. We talked about this a year and a half ago when Tammy was first on my show. All the amazing tools. And some of those tools have changed now. So, you know, Tammy can help your hotel generate the business when you don't have time. Or if you have time, how do you get more business from things that you've never tapped into? And this is what Tammy and her team are experts about. So go to gillissales.com. And now let's talk about the book and the winner. Uh, we we found out why you why you wrote this book, and this is perfect timing for anybody that's looking. This is for who's this for? Who's this book for? If we're talking about people in the hospitality industry, yeah. So it's for owners and general managers who need to know enough to be dangerous. By the way, you absolutely need to know enough about sales to lead the sales function. If you're part of a management company and you're relooking at what your sales structure needs to be to be successful and to ramp up, if you are on the front desk and you want to be a better salesperson, if you're furloughed and you're a salesperson that wants to elevate their game to be more employable, if you are a director of sales who's exhausted and you've been stuck in operations and you want to just retool, this book is for all of you. It was a passion project. I hope you love it. And ta better times are ahead. Let's, let's not tap out and give up. Better times are ahead. It's an extraordinary career path. And I hope everybody will stick it out. Tammy Gillis, this has been a pleasure. 
people can find the book on Amazon. I created a quick, uh, short link to it. You can buy it on her website too, Gillis Sales. Uh, if you just go to bit.ly bit forward slash Tammy book, we've created a uh, quick link there. Um, you'll get it the next day or in two days. I think you can get it on Amazon Prime right now uh, within Canada or United States. Tammy, thank you so much for joining us. I My cannot, pleasure. Thank you. I can't wait to see you in like three weeks at the AHOA conference Ahoa. in Dallas. And guys, we have some amazing things that we're working on together um, in the next few months that I can't wait to announce. And this is going to be a lot of fun. And I almost forgot to announce the winners, Tammy. Yeah. We've had hundreds of people comment now. And I think we've had couple hundred comments on here. Um, guys, if you love this episode, if you want to win, comment right now. I've been going through the – so if you see me this way, I'm looking at all the people that are commenting, um, and I've loved this conversation. I can't wait to finish this book, Tammy, and then Thank have you, you sign a, this copy at Aho. I'm going to bring it to Aho so you can sign it for me, and I'm sure other folks that are um, buying this book today, guys, definitely buy the book, and um, – please bring it to Ahoa so Tammy can sign it. Um, I know she's going to be busy. They, you guys have a, a booth there too, right? We have a booth. So if you follow me on LinkedIn, I will be in the next week posting our booth number. I would love to meet you. If you if you're, you know, love the content, want to stop by and say hello, please stop by. I'll be there. I'm coming into Dallas early. Um, come say hi. We'd love to meet you. All right, so we I picked the winners. I've written them down as okay. so continue. This is an amazing conversation. Uh, definitely go out and buy the book. But for the folks that we said, hey, we're going to uh, give away five. Tammy, are you ready? Drum roll, drum roll. I'm writing them down, drum roll. All right, so we have Brandon St. James. Oh, I'm, and I'm sorry if I'm messing these names up. I wrote them, I scribbled them down as I was trying to listen to you watch Brendan, I think it might be Brendan. I'm not sure. Brendan, yeah. okay. Uh, Nichols. Squires, congratulations. Please, yes. guys, if you're the winner or if you um, want to congratulate the winner, hit the comment um, and congratulate these folks. Petty, Peggy Godfrey, congratulations, Peggy. Peggy. She's on here every week, Wednesdays, when we do the show. And yes. she's a dedicated fan. Love that. Uh, love the content or the, the comments that you shared. Raheem uh, Kapadia, congratulations. And then Robin M, congratulations. You guys have all won a free copy that we're going to send to you. Tammy, this has been such a pleasure. Sales is not one person. It's the entire team. Uh, what's some last advice that you can give to folks as we close the show out? Yeah. And congratulations to all those winners. Um, hit me up on LinkedIn. I'll get your, your addresses, get those in the mail. So sales is a skilled trade. It really is. It's a skilled trade. It needs, to, it, it needs to be an imperative. It's not optional. And our owners and GMs have to model what good looks like. If you're bringing salespeople into your organization, set them up for success. Don't just give them a desk and put them in a corner and expect them to be productive. And don't set it and forget it. It's a marathon, not a sprint. I promise you, if you put some rigor behind it, it absolutely works. That's how you're going to out-hustle the comp set. I haven't rang this in a year and a half. This gets the bell. I love it. Um, this has been a, such a great conversation. I wrote down so many different tips. I'm sure you guys have too. 
Tammy Gillis, thank you so much. Thank you so much, everyone. The book is Room to Grow, Not Leaving Sales to Chance by Tammy Gillis. Um, Thank you so much. We'll see you soon, My pleasure. See you in Dallas. See you in Dallas. Take care, everyone. Thanks. Thanks, Tammy. Guys, that was amazing. Please go out and buy her book. Um, thank you to Tammy. I mean, this has been an amazing conversation. Guys, I am super excited. This episode, and by the way, congratulations to all the winners. Everybody's a winner. If you learn, if you were on this conversation the entire time, you are a winner because you learned all these tips and strategies that you're going to take back to your hotel today as an action item or action items, which I love. And uh, guys, this episode is brought to you by smartguests.com. Somebody put that in the comments, uh, smartguests with an S.com. Thank you so much to Smart Guests. And guys, this is show number 98. Next week's show is 99. And we have the interim president of AHOA on, uh, Ken Green. If you know him, he's an awesome guy. I've known him for 20 years now. Um, he's going to be on the show next week talking about what's happening at AHOA and the big conference that has a lot of people registered. And I think they're going to break some numbers as this is the first major convention in Dallas. I'm going to be live from this conference. I have so many amazing things that we're doing at AHOA. And guys, I am celebrating a big, big 100th episode with the founding president of the Ritz-Carlton, Mr. Hortz Schulze. Uh, he's going to be on. I'm super excited. And then, by the way, we have some amazing people in the next couple of weeks too. So guys, stay tuned every Wednesday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time where we share ideas and teach you something and inspire you to keep going as we get through all of this. And as business comes back to the hospitality, guys, thank you so much. Um, please go out and buy the book and I will see you next week, 9.30 a.m. Eastern time right here on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook. Guys, thank you so much. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Talk to you soon.